Being creative is not an on or off switch. I'm Bethany Joy, and this is the Creativity Cure episode two. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'm the owner of Bethany J Photography. I'm a visual designer, and I believe that creative thinking is powerful. And on this podcast, I encourage women to cultivate the skill of creativity because I believe it is a powerful way to change your business, to change yourself, to change your relationships. And so I like to share how some of the tools that I've been given as an artist in terms of problem solving are really applicable to anybody. And I think that they're really great skills to learn. So before we get started, if you are watching this video on YouTube, do me a favor and like and subscribe. Um, You also, I think, can hit a notification bell. Um, If you're listening, bookmark this podcast, give it a five-star rating if you would like. Um, and I'm really excited for you to be here. If you want to know more, visit bethanyjphotography.com. Okay, so as a kid, I believed that creativity was very much an on or off switch, you know? Like some people are just born creative, and then some people are like logical, you know? So like as a kid, I took the, the BuzzFeed quizzes, you know? And it would be like if you're a left brain or right brain person, And I was always the artsy one. And I boxed myself into the creative side. And as a result, I believed I couldn't do things like math or science. And I know I'm not the only one who thought this way. Um, So shout out to all the kids who were in gifted classes where you were really praised for one skill that you had. You really didn't fully explore who you were. So I know that for me, um, you know, well-meaning and good people would always be like, oh, you're so creative. And what I grew up believing is that, oh, it's kind of like inspiration. Like you either just feel it and you do it or you don't. So when I got to art school in college, I was in for a rude awakening when I learned that, you know, inspiration ran out sometimes, you know, I would run out of ideas because the assignments were not based on what I felt like doing. They were based on what I was being told to do. And the the thing that that taught me was that creativity in large part is not always just something you're gifted with. It's not always just something that you just have, but in fact, it's something you cultivate. And and in fact, it's a skill. I want to talk about the second value for my business. Last time I talked about celebrating your originality. Um, And you can go back and listen to that episode. It's up. This time I want to talk about crafting with quality. One thing that I've learned over the years is that crafting with quality is not so much about an inherent skill or just feeling inspired as much as it is a muscle that has to be flexed. The more often you practice, the better you get. So one of my dreaded classes as a photographer was Drawing 101. Um, It was every Friday and it was a six hour class. You would draw for three hours, take a break and come back. And I hated it because I'm not good at drawing. Like I'm not naturally gifted at it. Um, so you would have to sit there and we drew things like boxes and chairs for hours. Um, to this day, I'm still not much of a drawer. I still don't like it, but sitting in that class for six hours, drawing the most boring things in the world really did teach me something. After a semester of practice, my drawing skills improved. I didn't like drawing anymore. 
but I was better because my teacher took the time to show me little skills and tricks because I had nothing better to do but sit there and draw the boxes over and over again. And what I learned is that practice really can make the difference. Um, when it comes to anything you're attempting to do, practice can make a huge difference. Even more than just becoming better at drawing was the purpose of the exercise. So in art school, the method of learning that we get is essentially you approach something you're probably not good at and you're going to fail at it. Then you're going to get critiqued in your failure and you're going to go back and you're going to work on it again. So even more than just being a bad drawer, what I realized looking back now is that that drawing class was actually the building block for those students to eventually go on to draw more complex things like the human body, um, facial expressions, joints, muscles. Um, and you needed to have that simple exercise of translating flat planes into three-dimensional shapes in order to get the muscle memory down for when you start drawing things that are far more complex. Another thing that I realized is that what those drawing lessons also taught me was that patience really does yield good rewards. Patience and the investment of time and energy pays off. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, especially if you haven't seen the results you want, but there are some things that I do now that I don't think twice about that I know are because of pure practice and doing it over and over. And I can take that lesson now and I can apply it to my life. Becoming a skilled designer, a mother, a friend, a better partner, a better business owner really does require the patience to slow down and to break complex things down into simple parts. And that is another building block of creativity. You know, we talked about how you need to celebrate the fact that you're original because being creative is about exercising the, the muscle that is your own brain and just kind of seeing where it leads you. But the second part of that is learning to discipline yourself to hone that natural ability you might have into something powerful. And that's something artists do. It's just natural. It comes with a territory, you know. I'm not someone who likes to practice, but it was so drilled into me. I mean, we didn't just start doing projects right away. You had to do a sketch first and then a thumbnail, and then you had to do a mock-up and you had to do over and over and over again. But what I learned is that my best work came after practice, after writing it down and thinking it through and testing and playing. So really what I wanna share is that you have to have the patience to show up again and again and you're not going to be good at it and what happens when you show up again and again to something you're determined to do when you're not good at it is that you develop a growth mindset you're willing to engage in learning despite not having a product you know immediately and this isn't just for artists you know this isn't just for being creative but it applies across life I want to say that my growth mindset helped me to begin to work through my anxiety. Um, my growth mindset allows me to not give up hope when I'm having a, a, a difficult relationship with somebody. Like if you've ever not gotten along with a coworker, having a growth mindset allows you to look for solutions when it's really easy to get stuck on the problem. And it will make you stand out um, amongst your peers, like amongst your friends or at work is the ability to 
not give up when you're trying to reach a solution. Like I said, I don't want the creativity cure to just be me sharing my experiences and, you know, walking away. I want to give you practical feedback or ideas that you could maybe use to jumpstart some of the things I'm talking about. So here are the specific tools I was given as an artist that have helped me develop problem solving skills and I think they're useful to everybody. So my first one is research. Learning to lean on those who have been there and done that. And this is a huge skill that you can cultivate 24-7. It's very easy. For research, you've probably already done it today. When you decide what to eat, what to buy, you do research. Investing time in learning and listening to those with experience is a skill. And even more than just listening to them, learning to ask the right questions is really how you stretch that research muscle. So when it comes to research, I, I like to use it across my life. You can do this in your personal life too. Um, I think especially if you're like me and you struggle with listening, learning to research people just to know them better and to serve them and love them better is a good thing too. And so, like I said, asking good questions, you know, not just asking, how are you? Or not just letting someone share their story and then jumping in with yours, but really digging further and trying to understand who, what, when, where, and why someone did what they did. Asking somebody with more experience in any area of your life, maybe it's business, but asking them how they started, um, what was useful to them, where they see themselves, what were the challenges, that's really important. And then I wanna say, after you ask the questions, make sure you're writing it down and documenting it. Um, it's valuable. It's gold. You know, we live with people who have done things for decades. And if you have someone in your life who is willing to share that information, it's absolute gold. And you should write it down. You should keep track of it. I write things down on my iPhone and my notes app. That's like my absolute favorite place because it's everywhere. It's on my computer. It's on my phone. It's on my laptop. I don't have to look for it, but journals are great too. Um, and just writing down things, um, writing down how you process things. I, I mentioned this last time and I said I would say writing again and again because it's really made a huge difference for me. So write down your research, research by asking questions. Um, the next time you're tempted to assume you can't do something, right, whatever it may be, Instead of thinking about how you can't do it, start asking how might you do it. And just like we talked about play last time, don't worry about having the perfect solution immediately, but just warming up that muscle of possibility. Let me ask myself, how could I do this? Let me research this. In fact, this podcast is the result of me asking those questions. I was not going to do this until I started looking it up and just saying, let me just try it. You know, I had to approach it with a growth mindset. I'm not going to be good at this right away, but I'm going to try it anyway because I think the benefit of what I have to offer is better than the risk of me just not ever doing it at all. So that's kind of the idea you want to have in life is, you know, let me ask a question. Let me try. The worst they can say is no. Um, the second thing I want to say is practice again and again. So again, I love jumping feet first into things. I like to start things right away. I do not like to wait. I will literally have an idea on Monday and have it up by Monday night. Like I do not like to wait. 
But I have learned, uh, again, practice, practice, practice. Um, practice can be as simple as before you, I don't know if you're going to write a book, for example, before you start writing the book, researching the topic you're going to write on, seeing what's already out there. Sometimes just, again, research feels like a waste of time. It's not. Um, practice could be testing your idea with a few people before announcing it to everybody. So if you're starting a new business venture, make a prototype, test it out with people, take their feedback and apply it. Um, practice can be um, just, you know, asking your friend different questions. Like let's say you're trying to build your relationship with your friend, asking them different questions and seeing what really engages them and brings them to life and practicing the skill of listening and the skill of hearing someone. Um, you know, Stephen Covey said in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of the habits that I never forgot, I read this book when I was a teenager, he said to seek first to understand and then to be understood. And I think everybody wants to be understood, but it is so hard to take the time to understand. So practice is like walking out trying to understand what it is you're trying to solve or do um, and just giving the honor to your time by investing in a little practice can save you later you don't want to waste time on an idea or process when a little bit of testing or practice could reveal problems early on without the full cost of messing up so practice number three make it a point to ask for feedback make it a point um nobody likes criticism most people don't want to hear feedback but you know unless you're incredibly self-aware you probably need to learn to ask questions about how you're doing and most of the time you the more you seek feedback the more effective a communicator, a friend, a leader you become because you become aware of your impact. And oftentimes we speak through life, we walk through life, we do through life without understanding how what we do impacts those around us. So when you can, what, what, whatever your arena is, ask for feedback. And feedback doesn't have to be formal. Sometimes it's just before you charge forward and do something for someone, asking if they agree with it or if they had a different idea. Sometimes it's just slowing down and considering those around you. Feedback can be as formal as asking your customers if they'd like your product. Um, or in a relationship, it's just sitting down and asking if things are going well. Um, make the time for feedback. It's something that I am still working on um, something that I'm not good at. I don't like criticism because sometimes it, it, you can feel, it's really scary to ask for criticism because you might already have the doubts in your head. And sometimes the idea of someone saying out loud what you think to yourself is painful. But the more that I've learned to just ask for feedback, Number one, sometimes the things that I'm afraid people are going to say, they actually confirm the opposite. So sometimes feedback is encouraging. And then when there are times that I need to improve on something or change the way I'm doing, 
there's kind of a burden lifted because I'm not guessing anymore. So instead of guessing if the way I did something was okay, I just ask. And you can cut a lot of, you know, mess out of life if you just ask. Just ask. So yeah, ask for feedback. That's that's a great way to improve the way you do things, to build the quality of what you do. In art school, we would have these capstone projects that would take weeks and weeks, you know, like the final. I mean, everybody a, has a paper to write, but in art school, you had to usually come up with an art piece. And if it was not photography, I probably was not that interested, to be honest, in completing that project. So I remember I would kind of rush through the final project and I would turn it in and I would be relieved because even if it wasn't my best, thank God it's over, I can move on with my life, I can have fun. But there was this thing that they did in art school where they would often offer you the opportunity to go back. And that is the last thing I'm gonna say today as far as practical tips, go back. It's hard to go back, but if you want to exercise the creative muscle, you have to go back to your work. And you have to go back after feedback, you have to go back after you think it's perfectly fine, you have to go back and either learn the good thing from it or learn the thing you could have done better. Um, so going back after you complete something is something that you really should do in life. Um, so going back and looking at your old journals, that's a good way to go back. Going back and looking at things that you accomplished. Going back can be, again, encouragement. It's really just rehearsing and reminding yourself, A, of where you've been, and sometimes it can also lead to where you might wanna go. So again, so again, like going back can be stressful, but again, it's worth it. And I think if you're trying to grow the creative muscle in your life, you're trying to improve what it is you do, what it is you create, what it is you pursue, you wanna go back. You wanna listen to the cringy thing that you made years ago, and you wanna try again. Um, again, creativity is so much just about repetition and showing up. And I guarantee you're going to be more creative showing up, practicing a skill you're not good at, than you are going to be showing up just with your raw talent and attempting to do well. Um, most of us are not geniuses. Most of us put in a lot of time and effort. And I think I want to say, like, take the time to recognize the skills that you have built and put time and effort into. The things that you think are easy are not easy for everybody. So, you know... Give yourself a little bit of the kudos for learning those things. They're, they're worthwhile and you're worthwhile just for understanding and thinking through them. Just wrapping it up, what way are you going to cultivate your creativity this week? How are you going to improve the quality of what you do? How are you going to have a growth mindset? You know, maybe you're not doing so well at your job right now, or maybe you set out to try something creative and you didn't really fully think it through and you didn't do so well. I wanna encourage you to go back and try again and take the lessons you learned and set aside your ego and try again. And you'll be surprised. The time that you spent before you failed is worth it. The time that you spent learning is worth it and it's worth something. So it's not time lost when you try something and it's not immediately amazing. It is time well spent. All right, that is it for today. Um, that is episode 
two of the Creativity Cure podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here. Remember that this podcast is available on YouTube if you want to watch it. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Um, I also want to let you know that I am opening up bookings for custom fine art portraits in Maryland. And if you'd like to see my work, or if you'd just like to be a part of what I'm calling the creative community, please visit bethanyjphotography.com. And finally, I just want to say, hey, I am looking to meet more creative people. Um, I really am. So what I have started is a newsletter. And I only allow those who are subscribed to contribute to it. So if you would like to contribute your story that relates to any of the podcasts, if you want to submit a question of the week, if you want to share your funny photo of something you've tried and failed at, I want to see it and I want to share it with other people because just like I'm sitting here sharing some of my experiences with you, I bet that you have experiences others could benefit from. So visit bethanyjphotography.com and you'll see the Creativity Cure page. You can also uh, scroll to the bottom of the page and type in your information and you can subscribe there as well. Um, so just visit there, subscribe to the newsletter, and then you can actually submit a story. You can submit a recording. I would love to add that to the podcast. You can submit um, a photo or even a small business that you'd like to support. And I would love to feature them and share them and like, let's grow this community. Let's, let's be creative together. 